Yes, yes, y'all. Welcome in to episode 72 of the Dumb Marks Podcast, your favorite Saturday brunch bunch back in effect. The best four-man booth in the business at it again. However, we have a surprise guest for today. Um, even though the Royal Rumble was last Saturday, we got our own <laughs> surprise entrant coming in here for today's show to talk all things that was the world of pro wrestling this week. How you doing, Kenny? I'm good. I'm good. You know, surprise guest yet. I I am not a, a rapper or a singer, and I did not produce this, so I, I think everybody's not going to hate me, you know? Yeah, so we we uh, we were gracious enough to, to come on your show a couple weeks ago. We talked mm-hmm. everything that was Cobra Kai Season 4, which was tremendous fun. Um, hope to do that again sometime. Uh, I'd, I'd like to deep dive into Peacemaker here once uh, everybody watches that oh, yeah. um, and, and get caught up and break that down um, from a DC series standpoint. But uh, yeah, huge, huge, huge thanks for coming on today. We were greatly appreciative of you returning the favor and we will gladly do the job for you on our show today. Well, thank you for having me on. I was, uh, you know, honored to get the uh, the invitation to come on. So. So before we get into everything that was the world of pro wrestling and guys, we're going to skip the intro this week. We're going to switch things up a little bit. We'll cover stuff on the back end of the show. So stay tuned for final thoughts there. We'll get into gaming and and all some other things entertainment wise um, before we wrap up the show for the day. But uh, why don't you let everybody know where they can find you at, um, what you're most famous for, obviously the call up um, huge success and doing big things over there with that. Um, Tune in the other night, left a little comment for you during the AEW Dynamite watch along, but you didn't read it out. So I guess we're not that cool, but it's okay. <laughs> was it was it through wait, wait, was it through did you do it through Facebook? Because for some reason, anytime I get a message on Facebook, I have no idea why it just it doesn't go through. So that's why I always tell people like, hey, if you're watching it, go on YouTube and leave a comment. Now it'll yeah, pop no, up. I was on I was on Twitter live live tweeting the dynamite. Oh, you know, yeah, I wouldn't even see it on Twitter either. So I think and Twitter I, just I think Twitter just shows the like so the broadcast. I yeah, I could see everybody and you pulling up comments and everything else. Uh-huh. And I'm like, I'll just throw a little shout out here and see yeah. if he's ready for the pod and I and then um yeah. kicked it over and I'm waiting. I'm like I'm like now I feel so bad because I feel so bad because you know what is the thing about it is like I had a I had like maybe like a couple of comments on uh, Facebook because I went back and checked it and I'm like wait a minute there's comments on the on the uh, Facebook feed and I was just like I didn't get any of these messages so I like I literally like sent messages to everybody I was like I'm so sorry I'm still trying to get the kinks out because I went from I normally had it on StreamYard, so now I moved to Restream because I kept having too many issues with my uh, StreamYard connection, you know. So I left that, went to um, Restream, but now I see with Restream, nobody from Facebook sees anything at all on Twitter. Yeah. It sucks. Nah, we're cool. We're cool. All good. All good in the hood. No, no doubt about it. Um, real quick, shout out to everybody. Um, pretty much half of the United States digging themselves out of the past ice. Snowstorm oh, yeah. that we got. Um, shit's for the birds. I'm ready to move to whether it's warm weather year round. I'm over it. I'm done with it. So um, true story. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. But uh, yeah, why don't you let everybody know where you're at, where they can find you at on social media, and then we'll get into the the main topic here of Bell to Bell this week. All right. So uh, if you guys want to check me out, uh, I am on YouTube, Instagram, Twitter, 
Oh my god, TikTok. You can find my show on iHeartRadio, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and SoundCloud. So uh what my show is about is in the beginning about a year and a half ago, I sat here and just started interviewing different people that I like in professional wrestling. Uh started off with uh Thunder Rosa. She was my very first guest. Um and then okay. it just kind of just drop. Yeah, and then it kind of just snowballed from there. So I, I've done interviews of like Moose and uh, Rich Swan, Kyle O'Reilly, um, Mickey James, Keith Slater, uh, just to like name a few, a few people. And then I kind of just love just doing reviews with other people, you know, like other podcasters and other streamers. So like every Monday now, me and my co-host Toe. Uh, we do the Monday Night Raw watch alongs. So we start at 730. We do the kickoff show. We do whatever news is, comes up or rants. If you've seen it last week, you know, he did like a whole big rant about uh, Matt Riddle. And then um, Wednesdays, I do the Dynamite watch alongs as well. And then sometimes on Saturdays, depending on how my schedule is, I kind of do like a wrap up thing where I like I kind of just go live on every social that I could possibly think of that anybody is on. And we just shoot the shit about whatever it is that uh we could talk about i hope i i don't know if i can curse on here because i don't want to uh, it's yeah, all good yeah, okay right. okay we've okay. said worse yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no we we are we are we are not um yeah we, we are not a yeah well we're family friendly but um yeah <laughs> go ahead let it fly it don't matter but yeah but that's uh pretty much like the gist of the show it went from like uh just straight wrestling but now it's kind of like evolved to like other things so like I, I kind of just do like different topics now. Like when we did the Cobra Kai, I want to do more, you know, entertainment stuff. I just recently had on uh, a really funny comedian by the name of um, Chanel Ali. She's based out of uh, Philadelphia. She's been like all over uh, doing stand up comedy for the last about nine years. Or so. so it was good to talk to her. And then I have a couple of other like interesting topics that are coming up um, in the next couple of weeks talking about mental health. You know, Ooh, that's we, we we cover that. I'm a huge advocate for mental health. Um, I've, yes. been through it. I've been through it myself. Um, still going through it myself. Right. So, uh, yeah, we 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 do we did a lot during Mental Health Month mm-hmm. um, back in June, um, talking about it. But yeah, that's that's mm-hmm. always always a forefront, um, at least in my mind, whenever we go mm-hmm. through stuff on the show. So yeah, yeah, awesome to hear that. Are you bringing anybody on? Um, I'm having a couple of friends that work in the mental health field that are, that are coming in, and then. Um, having some guests on that um, I've spoken to about just like different um, things that they're going through that they said that they wanted to share. Cause I always felt like, um, you know, in a, for a guy's perspective, it's, it's so hard, especially like a person of color um, to like open up about like their feelings or what they're going through. You know, mm-hmm. like we see so many times that women, you know, will go and say like, I feel this way, but like, we never hear a guy say like, I'm not, I don't feel okay today. Like something's not something's off of me, you know. They kind of just like shove it in, hold bottle it, that shit up. And yeah, they bottle yeah, it up, yeah. and then all of a sudden they 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 blow up, or we, mm-hmm. you know, we as a male, like we, some of us, um, grew up in the sense of like a guy's not supposed to cry type of thing, you know mm-hmm. what I mean. But uh, but yeah, but we'll talk about that another time. We'll yeah, no, be no. all day no, about hey, this. <laughs> Sometimes, as Eric Bischoff likes to say, on yeah. every three weeks, and we go off into the weeds. But this is mm-hmm. this is something where we go into the weeds. I'm I'm perfectly fine with. Yeah. Um, yeah. But just real real quick, and you don't got to spend too much time. But mm-hmm. 
when you started and and you initially started with interviewing mm-hmm. wrestlers and everything else and Thunder Rosa is your first get as a as a podcaster starting out because we've we've talked about doing different things and how can we grow and what can we do mm-hmm. and everything else did you just shoot your shot so to speak and reach yeah. out and say hey uh-huh. would you mind coming on this and that and they were receptive to that because like I know we've we've talked about it but none of us have been like none of us have pulled the trigger yet to say all right well why would they want to come and talk to mm-hmm. us like but you just went out and said fuck it yeah so i had <laughs> it, it, it worked out like i didn't I, I never interviewed anybody at all um i just came up with a concept that i was like hey i want to talk to these people i go to meet and greets all the time and i sat down with a friend of mine who does um like video photography you know video photography and all this other stuff for like for media and I said, what do you think of this of this topic? And he was just like, all right, who would you want to get? And I was just like, man, you know what? I was like, Thunder Rosa was really, you know, was red hot. Well, she still is red hot right now. But she was like the NWA Women's Champion at the time. And I said, you know what? I just started going through Twitter and I just started emailing like everybody that I can think of. So like I still do that now where like I literally will sit there and I'll email about 20 different wrestlers i'll email wwe a handful of times or whatever like once a month i'll email wwe or AEW to see who's available and then nobody got back to me that's like the 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 one thing that always bugs me a lot at the time right especially like in podcasting you'll see them do like a million interviews and you'll be like oh maybe they'll they'll you know do something with you and like nothing so uh i just sent out a whole bunch of emails and the first person to respond back was uh thunder rosa she said, tell me about your show a little bit more. And then I was like talking to her, her husband, and I laid everything out for them. Uh, she said, sure. She said, I'm really busy right now. I can give you about 15 minutes. And I said, all right, cool. And then it was funny thing is the day of she sends me a text because she gave me she was like, what's your, what's your telephone number in case something happens and I can't get to an email. So she sends me a text and she says, hey, I'm just coming out of the gym. Can we push it for maybe like another 30? Like I can get home in 30 minutes, shower, and then I'm, I'm, I'm good to go. I said, all right, just text me. Let me know when you're ready. I'll, I'll come on. So it went from 15 minutes. She gave me about 45 minutes just because awesome. you know she was she was late. Awesome. And then um, ever since then, I just started like literally just little by little changing the, my approach on getting people and it it worked out a little bit you know uh i gotta give a, a big shout out to uh, chris van vliet because he helped me out with um just i guess like a better approach when it comes to things because i used to be so like i want you for this and this this and this and my son is in the background <laughs> you know um and then it was just like just try and shorten it a little bit just let them know what you want maybe give some some people that you've dealt with and then maybe like a sample of of an interview that you've done that you're most proud of that they can look back at it and say like oh, okay this sounds pretty good let me let me give it a shot right that's awesome so yeah Virgil, so, uh, coming soon <laughs> <laughs> oh you don't let's you don't want to know about Virgil oh my no, god so listen listen Virgil Virgil literally grew up in the or well was from the town right next to where me and Chris grew up at. Mm-hmm. Okay, first ever autograph I got was Virgil's autograph. <laughs> My grandmother got it from Virgil at the bank on a Saturday morning, right? Mm-hmm. Standing in line, she's like, "Oh my god, my grandson loves wrestling." Uh-huh. 
and he signed it. Everything else, it was first wrestling autograph I ever got. Like, thought I was like, this is amazing. You know what I mean? Twenty dollars. <laughs> <laughs> back then he wasn't. He was. He was in the, you know, he was rolling with Ted back in the day. Then, yeah. but he didn't charge nothing. He just, you know, signed an autograph for a nice old lady that asked, mm. him, you know, that her grandson loves pro wrestling. So that was the the first ever autograph I got. But yeah, he literally grew up in. Or I don't even want to say he grew up in the town next to us, but he was from the town next to us. Mm-hmm. Um. So like yeah we we said well <laughs> we hit up Virgil just because it's a local connection and he might do it. Yeah. Um, Our town he hey. actually had a bar called Virgil's Bar. The mm-hmm. building's not there anymore, but it was there for years and just like. <laughs> so look the moral the moral of this story, kids is and, and I say this all the time when it comes to to my wife I outkicked my coverage severely like <laughs> there's no reason why my wife should be with me like I have no idea why but it worked. I definitely married up like any any adjective you want to use in that scenario. <laughs> but the bottom line is, hey, don't be afraid to shoot your shot. Mm-hmm. Asking yeah. for a guest to come on your show, somebody that you find interesting mm-hmm. that you really like in any field. If you're out here doing this, hit them up because you never know the, what happens. The worst thing, listen, the worst thing they can do is tell you is, no. is tell you no. I've gotten no from people that I really like and you know, I, I just I look at the email and I'll go, huh? Okay, well, whatever. And I and I just and I just I just move on. You know. All right, awesome. That's great. All right, so let's get into to why we're here. Um, we'll we'll break down bell to bell. Um, Chris, I don't know if you want to hit the little official intro so we can make it um, professional. Let's do it. All right, now we're officially in the bell to bell show. <laughs> the week that wasn't pro wrestling. Let's just so I saw you tweet out, I forget what day it was, but it said, I rewatched the Royal Rumble. Yes, uh, and I hit uh, you Monday. back. I hit you back and I said, Why would you do that to yourself? But I knew you were coming on the show, and I'm like, All right, we gave our we gave our takes after you know uh-huh. Rumble went off the air. Um, we did our post show. Um, go over to YouTube, you can check that out on mm. our YouTube channel. Um, but second watch through, you don't got to spend a lot of time on it. Second watch through grade it one to 10. What ranking would you give it? Uh-huh. And was there anything that you liked better about the show or worse about the show after watching it a second time? Okay. So the reason why I watched the, I watched it again was because so many people said that they hated this thing. Right. And I did a watch along with it with a, a, a friend of mine. So when we did like a reaction afterwards, I was already dead tired. It was like midnight. I'm like so out of it. And I said, you know what? I want to give it a better review. So I said, let me watch it again by myself in the house. Um, the one thing that I could take away, like giving it a grade, I'll, I would give it a C. Right? There was there was a lot of things that was just off about it this year. And then, you know, like, um, hearing stuff from people that were actually there kind of makes sense of a lot of things that were going on. Um, I love the Roman Reigns Seth Rollins match. I thought that was like it, it. It told a story that we didn't really get, you know, um, because when the Shield broke up, the only person that really was like trying to do something to Seth Rollins was Dean Ambrose, who's John Moxley now, right? We really didn't see that much from Roman Reigns. They were trying to make Roman this really big star and shoving him down our throats all the time. So this kind of like told their story afterwards, you know. So it was always, like I said, it was like the Batman versus Joker type of thing. And I thought it was brilliant that he came out 
with the shield gimmick all over again, you know, and then we kind of just they they did the flashbacks at the end with the whole like, you know, like Roman doing the chair shots and and then um, just because I really didn't get to listen to like the full rumble. So when I when I um, when I saw that match and I just listened to the audio, I was just like, okay. Like now the kind of like now the ending makes sense to me because before when I saw it, it was like a DQ. Are you serious? Like this is it. But like if you listen to Roman, he's just like you're ma- he's making me do this like right. he deserves this. And then when he was hitting him with the chair shots, he was telling him like you took a piece of me and I'm and I'm getting it back. Getting that you kind know? of flashback. Yeah. You know, like yep. you you took my love for you. And you threw it out the window, and I'm taking it back. Like you took all that time that we had as as brothers of the shield, and now you you threw it away. I want that piece of me back, which he you know we all know he's never gonna get back. But I mean, it, it was great. Um, the the men's rumble match was it was horrible. Like the women's rumble was way better than the men's, even though that the women's rumble was completely rushed. Yeah. So there was I know. With so this this will this is this is a good segue even though you didn't plan it but this is perfect with how we're going with one of the topics that we talked about in our pre-production text message, um, <laughs> <laughs> but the the men's and women's Royal Rumble obviously the the women's Rumble for the past however many years it's been around mm-hmm. it's been produced heavily by T.J. Wilson mm-hmm. uh, who was not there Saturday night. Um, I believe Triple H also does some work with the women's world with the women's women's rumble match himself. Um, I know Fit Finley's been around there yeah. for a while. So, but but TJ is pretty much the main guy when it comes to the women's world rumble. And the women's rumble matches have been very good since they've launched them, right? Mm-hmm. So he wasn't there this year, and you could see that it was off. The men's rumble like you said, and we all agreed after the show was just a complete cluster. Um, and then news started to break throughout the week. Shane O'Mac, Shane McMahon getting his walking papers um, as pretty much the scapegoat and the guy mm-hmm. to take the fall on the sword for the Rumble match itself. Um, because him and Lesnar had a lot of, had a lot of ideas and plans, and Vince was was – poo-pooing everything and shutting everything down, which led to a lot of rewrites and pretty much the entire day being spent back and forth on the Rumble match itself. You know, it didn't turn out well. Um, with that being said, Shane get in his walking papers, see you by out the door. Um, is it a, is it a work? Is it a shoot? I think it is like, you're not like, you're not going to fire him from the company. You're just going to give him a leave of absence. You know, this is the same way like before, like when he left the first time, you know, in WWE, he just he couldn't work with his dad for too long. He didn't like the way things are going. And this is probably around the, the same time that like Triple H and Stephanie was like really heavy, you know, and they brought their relationships to, you know, on screen and, and, and Shane didn't like it. And. Um, Triple H was getting more of a of a role in WWE, and then you notice like Shane McMahon just left, right? He Typically moves to he, yeah he moves mm-hmm. to Japan, starts up a, a a company out there, and we don't hear from him for years. Yes. 
And then all of a sudden, one day on a Monday Night Raw, boom, <laughs> Shane McMahon is back. You know, and it, I I feel it's the same way, especially now with uh, with with AEW. Like you're not gonna just fire somebody who has that much knowledge into something where somebody like you know Tony Khan can like sit there and say like, well, you can always come and work with me, and we could partner together, type of thing. You know, because like the way I feel like just Tony's just throwing money at people. I was like, hey, it's like the uh, I'm from New York and everybody always tells us, we're, you know, the, how the Yankees are, that we just we just throw money at people and we just sign more and more people in order for us to get a ring. And then we get a ring and then as we kind of just throw everybody back, you know, but um, that's I like Tony Khan is to me. He's like an owner of the Yankees who just throws money at people and says, like, hey, I'll sign you for three months. Give us some good ratings and then we toss you back out someplace and hope for the best. So Rubik's Cube World Champ 2025, shout out Peacemaker, a tremendous name there for you. Uh, the <laughs> silent assassin down in the, the screen below me. Jay, work shoot on Shane, and do you agree with Austin Theory being the one to replace him in the Elimination Chamber? Because it was supposed to be Shane in that spot, which was going to then lead to Shane and Seth having a program for Mania. Uh do you really sign your son to a contract? Yeah, I mean, he was I mean, he was a, he was under a talent contract. Yeah, he wasn't he wasn't was officially an part of the company. Yeah, yeah, he was a talent contract. So <laughs> I gave you life. Company, I, you have to have a contract. <laughs> I gave you life, boy. You on that mat tonight? <laughs> I, I believe this will work, but uh, Austin Theory, perfect replacement. Everybody complains about pushing pushing new guys. Here you go. Mm-hmm. But I see a lot of people bitching and moaning that they don't want that guy. <laughs> you can't. You can never make everybody happy, no, especially no. in wrestling. It's the wrestling world. No, <laughs> Chris, work shoot. I'm in the middle right now. I'm. I'm not 100 percent sure. And the only reason why I'm not 100 percent sure, and if this ends up being a uh, a work, it's going to be great because, you know, I think one of the things that I'm this week I kind of give rumble a little bit more past than what I did last Saturday is, you know, last weekend Vince's mom passed away and Shane's grandmother. If this actually happened and tensions were running high, of course that's going to happen. You know, it's a family tragedy. You know, they're, they're, they're Mm -hmm. tempered. They're both so hot hot tempered that I'm sure, you know, they were just butting heads all day. If that, if this really was true. So, you know, the rumble was what it was. Um, I'll, I'll give them a pass just for that reason, for last weekend, if if this is a work and the whole situation, you know, with uh, Austin Theory taking Shane's spot in the Elimination Chamber, we've been saying that there's something big coming for Austin Theory at WrestleMania. Oh yeah, you know, with all his work with Vince the past few months, a Shane Austin Theory match interests me a whole lot more than a Shane Seth Rollins match. Not saying Shane versus Seth Rollins wouldn't be good because. Both of them can go, and it would be a great match. But I think the storylines there more for Shane Austin theory. You know, like you know, like you have this story now, and you can come right into it after Elimination Chamber and be like, "Hey, you sent me home after the Rumble, and this is the guy that you know you're putting all your uh, your love behind right now." And like they can just go from there. Mm-hmm. If that's what happens, I'm all for it. Um, if the whole thing was supposed to be Shane and Seth and you know, we didn't get because Vince didn't want to go that way. You know, 
I, I can understand why Shane was pushing so hard for it in the Rumble because at least he was trying to tell a story in the Rumble, and that was one of our biggest complaints when we did our after show. So, I, yeah. And it was at least 11-12 storyline eliminations. Eliminations. So, you guys want storyline. <laughs> when that you count it. 11 or 12 eliminations that were based around storylines in the yep. Rumble? Yep. Well, for the men? Yeah. What? Who? Give me, give me, give me three. <laughs> did the research. Give me three. Please give me three. Um, Sammy and uh, Sammy and Johnny Knoxville. Sammy Knoxville. Um, everybody almost threw out. Threw out. Oh my god. AJ threw <laughs> out. AJ grabbing his straws. Did AJ throw out? Huh? I think AJ threw out theory. Right. I don't know. I don't know. I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't remember that one. That was a, some, AJ, AJ threw out somebody in the storyline. Yeah, I know AJ threw out almost. He helped. He helped because he, he, he did almost, the, yeah. the yeah. yeah. Yeah, everybody threw out almost. So I yeah. mean, the, that that would mean the entire raw roster is in a story with with almost. By yeah, I think roster. the I, for for me, I, I think the the, the women the women's rumble actually told more stories than anything else. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Especially they dropped. I think they dropped the ball on one, on one story they could have, you know, done done way better. And that was a Sonya Deville and, and Naomi. If you had Cameron come out after Sonya, you could have left her in there a little bit more. Yeah. And then mm-hmm. out comes Naomi. Naomi and Cameron have a fuckadactyl reunion. Beat up Sonya Deville. Who's the next person that should come out? Mandy Rose. You know they had a dance off if they did that. <laughs> Mandy, <laughs> Mandy Rose comes well, out, helps out Sonya. They both get eliminated. Back- like. Donald, I'll get I'll get your take real quick, but d- this goes back to the point where the the people and Triple H was was responsible for a lot of this on the men's part. When entrants would come in, you would see them get their shine. Each person mm-hmm. that came in would get their shine, and we didn't get that this year. And no. that goes back to the people that were producing the Rumble, where they got away from the formula that worked and gave everybody a spotlight for that you know thirty seconds. And then you break off and you wait for the next guy to come in or the next girl to come in. So it's yeah, yeah. to walk down the ramp. Yeah. Do you think that a lot of that has to do with this was the first rumble back in front of fans without Pat? No. Yeah, because mm-hmm. Pat would always be there. Like last year, I don't really count just because of that was in the Thunderdome. But right. um, but last year's but we didn't have these complaints about last year's rumble matches no. and look who the people were that were producing them. Yeah. It, you know, without Pat there. Yeah, Pat is great for the Rumble. I mean, the, the man created it. He's a genius. His fingerprints have been all over it since it started. Um, and it's produced a lot of moments. Um, but he wasn't, you know, heavily involved in, you know, before he passed away. Mm-hmm. He may have added some stuff here and yeah. there, but it wasn't like he was back in the day with it. So I think it just circles back around to who was actually producing both Rumbles. And then, like a lot of things, and Chris, this is your tagline, who does it all fall on? Who's the one that gives the final yes or no? But hearing this past week of how much he went, he kept rewriting the men's doesn't surprise me. You know, Mm -hmm. and it's like, and yeah, it's, and my, I mean, I wasn't there. All I'm hearing is the rumors of what happened the past week. But Mm -hmm. um, if, if the rumors are true that, you know, him and Shane were butting heads so much, you know, because Vince won rewrites, it doesn't surprise me because, it, and again, it even even if there was multiple people 
running the show. Vince is the one changing it. And like you said, it all falls on him. And they're not going to fire him, so he had to get the scapegoat. Donald, uh, with regards to Shane, work shoot, and was Theory the right guy to replace him? It's definitely a work. They needed something to change off the topic of the Rumble because everybody was bitching about it so much. And then plus, I think it's creative finally getting off their ass. If they, if it is a work for him to come back, to be like WWE, be like, I got you, you know, to pull you back in for ratings jump and all that stuff. And uh, putting Theory in the match, of course, you know, I'm going to believe in a younger talent over a legend's talent. I know we're going to hit that subject real soon. So, yes, definitely push the younger people over the older people. I have no issue with it whatsoever. So you're calling Shane a legend? No. I mean, if Summer Rae's a legend, I guess we can throw that. <laughs> the, legend, the legend Wait. talk is going to happen, but not on this show. Okay, but, okay. Show. okay. The, some, Summer Rae being a legend, I was like, what? And then they, and then they said it twice. Yes, they so did. I was like, okay, it wasn't a mistake the first time you, you said it around. But, uh, but Donald, why isn't Shane McMahon a legend in your eyes? Mm. To me, he just seemed like a gimmick in the ring. Mm-hmm. More like, uh, I wouldn't say like, I'm borderline to say like stuntman in the ring. It, it meant to me he didn't he didn't seem like a full time person. It's like David Ortiz. Uh, he, he's a DH and made the Hall of Fame, mm-hmm. which he should have. Like that, I don't give him that full time schedule as a right. wrestler mm-hmm. to be called a legend. I mean, Shane has had Shane has had a lot of a lot of moments, mm-hmm. um, and WWE is all about creating moments. So if you're if you're somebody that has a lot of moments, and you look down his resume, a lot of those things are very memorable to a lot of people, um, and are callbacks for a lot of people. So does that necessarily make you a legend if you have those type of moments? Um, possibly, the argument can be made there from a from like an in-ring talent standpoint, Shane's not like a legend of pro wrestling. I wouldn't mm. go that far and say that, but I remember all Fandango's interests. So, so Fandango in your eyes is a legend. <laughs> Summer <laughs> Oh my god! <laughs> but I, I mean, for me, I would probably say you know, in, in my eyes, I think he's a legend just just because of all the stuff that he's done throughout the time in WWF and in WWE. He's had some really great you know, matches throughout throughout the time that he actually did wrestle. You know, it's not like he did one and done type of thing or he was like, you know, here and there. You know, he, I mean, he actually and, had some him and Angle, I mean that you know, was, was that the King of the Ring match they had? Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. like that's that's one that like all right if you if you're trying to show pro wrestling to somebody that's never watched it before, um to get the full scope of it, you could make an argument that that could be a match that you could show somebody mm-hmm. based off of what they did in that match at that time. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm not going to put that on and say, hey, this is how you become, you know, a five star general in the ring. But as far as a, an entertaining pro wrestling match that had story and start to finish was filled with crazy moments and holy shit and everything else, like, that's a match that you could put on and show somebody as like, hey, this is this is why you should watch this stuff. It's it's pretty cool. Like, 
I would say Shane has that and maybe, a, you know, a handful of other ones. Him and AJ at Mania a couple of years ago was was unbelievable when they opened up the show. People forgot mm-hmm. about it because the Mania was five hours long, but that match there was mm-hmm. was a really good match, again, that he was involved in. So him and Steve Blackman. I like that one. I know you guys laugh, but I actually enjoyed that. That was one of his. That was one of his moments. Him jumping off the scaffolding. Yeah, jumping yeah. off the scaffolding. Right. Yeah. There's that moment. Um, you know, if Jeff Hardy's and, and Jeff Hardy's immortalized because mm-hmm. of moments, right? Swanton's mm-hmm. off ladders. Everything else, like Shane has arguably, you know, as many of those moments under his belt as Hardy does yeah. during a WWE run. You know what I mean? So, <clears throat> all right. Um, for me, real quick, just to tie up the Shane topic, um, Chris, I, I I tend to – I was going along with your storyline for me. Um, I think it's more of a work than a shoot. But I'm thinking it's more of a work because of what else has gone on recently in WWE, especially with, with people. So we know who the higher-ups are in WWE right now, right? You got Pritchard, you got Laurinaitis, Vince – um and then others sprinkled throughout but if you if you've listened to Pritchard on something to wrestle with Bruce Pritchard for however many years him and Conrad have done that show he always talks about Meltzer and the dirt sheets right so what better way than to use the dirt sheets and this is me this is me going you know Often left field, high praise, high thinking. This is what they're doing, but it's probably just a complete fantasy rip on my part. What better way than to use the dirt sheets to get stuff out there in order to make one get us out there for whatever reason we want, and two to get people talking about us, and three when the return happens, it's a holy shit moment. So you saw everything with McIntyre, right? Neck surgery out everything else, all that was leaked. After that, after those initial reports came out, you heard nothing else. There was no chatter at all. I didn't see anything anywhere about second opinions, follow-ups, nothing, right? Comes back for the Rumble, everything else. He showed up on SmackDown last night. So was it a work? Was it a shoot? We don't know, but they bled it out there, right? Sasha's a little bit more iffy, but again, out six to eight weeks, Getting that narrative out there, oh, shit, she came back for the Rumble. Was in the Rumble, got eliminated early. I still think that was a precaution. She's not fully back yet. But, okay, narrative rise, right? Shane, this stuff was the same way. We're going to release you. We're going to put it out there. You you produced the, the worst Rumble that we've had in years. <laughs> Everything else, all this. We've been building up this storyline with Vince and Austin as the son that Vince never had that can succeed him and be his son that he can be proud of everything that the opposite of everything that Shane is right. Well, what better way to have that story play out than use the dirt sheets and get all this stuff out there, give Shane a fake release. And then you have Shane come back and you're off and run into mania with them too. Like, I don't want to give them that much credit, but that would be a way to, to do it. And it would be a way to work. It gets everybody interested. We're talking about it now. People have been talking about it all week. Yeah. No, no, it makes sense. Especially the way WWE is. If this is actually a work, 
I'm going to be very surprised in a way too. <laughs> it's just like, I'll, I'll give them the credit for that one. Cause I don't, because don't even know the last time they would have worked me so hard. They have to, I'll never do that, but yeah, they have to. <laughs> All right. So we have the rumble. We have Raw and SmackDown. We're off on a road to WrestleMania. Um, and for me, that road to WrestleMania is already filled with a ton of potholes and didn't get off to the best start that it could have gotten off. Um, based on what you guys saw this week, Monday and Friday, um, what do you think they're doing so far? How they've set things up? I know they got to work through the chamber to get to Mania, but do you think that they have done the right thing week one into this trip? Jay? It was all the uh, elimination chamber matches were great to me. I, I I never get the fact that they uh after the rumble where we had like twenty nine guys fight to get a spot at WrestleMania, now we have elimination chamber hmm. where we have more people who are shorter now, a shorter list of people trying to fight for a shot at a title. Like I I don't I never get that. Kind of like whenever they did bragging rights, and then the next month they did Survivor Series. Exactly. <laughs> you got to have you the championship by defending. What better way to to have a reason? What's the so, reason? Right. <laughs> well, now it's not the reason, but we, before it was. Now it's being defended on the show, on the uh, show. And maybe this is a storyline where you get to your Brock, your Brock versus uh, Reigns title for title. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And Donald, this is where your your legends gripe comes in. Don't even. Or you have Lee to walk out. Don't you even. Have Lita, you have Lee to walk out. Hey, challenge you to a match title shot. Like Oprah. Sure, you got it. You get a title yeah. shot. And then Goldberg's music hits last night. You get a title shot. Automatic. Now y'all care about a Saudi show. Ain't none of y'all watched a damn one. I'm now not, you care about it. It's not a the last, the last, the last one was so good. Yeah, that one was good, real good. I watched it. The last it's, one? Yeah, I did. How many other it's ones you watched? I watched them all, no, except I mean, I, I, mean, I, I watched except, them all. Except, except the No, the, no, the DX and um, the DX and both. Oh, oh, that, that was that was horrible. That was so bad. I didn't watch that one. That was the only one I didn't watch. I watched the rest of them. Uh, yeah, I watched so all disappointed. So with. The legends coming back and getting title shots just because they asked for it. Do you think that's the right call? You're a legend, sure. But this has also <laughs> been the past couple no. years. You get that that's how it's been going. Mm-hmm. It's I mean, no longer to... it's no longer yeah. earned. It's whoever uh-huh. points to the sign. Okay. But you know, with those Saudi shows, it's not what creative wants or what the what the fans want it's mm-hmm. whatever the prince wants yes if the, if the if the prince wants hogan versus roman vince would have found a way to get hulk hogan to come to saudi wrestle roman reigns you know in front of the prince and be happy collect all that money and go home well try to go home because we see what happened the last time that's actually a very really good point because this past week they had uh, their conference call and uh, someone brought up, you know, you're doing two Saudi Arabia shows a year now. You get like 50 million for them. You know, 
what's the thing? What, how do you feel about these? Like, is it something that's going to continue moving forward? And he, and Nick Khan came on, he goes, why do we have to do just two? Yep. So it looks like we're going to be getting some more of those. Mm-hmm. <laughs> as long as, as long as they're paying it out, there they're going to continue rolling it. There you go. <laughs> that's it. It's, all about, the, it's all about the bottom line. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and they, they go into these shows hamstrung because they don't force the talent to go over. So your roster's cut even shorter than what it is based off of who will and who won't go, mm-hmm. right? Kevin Owens doesn't go to Saudi Arabia, which is, you could say that's why Austin Theory went over. But to me, I think it was more for the story with Theory than it was that KO doesn't go to Saudi. But mm-hmm. people were pointing that out right away. Oh, Austin only won because KO doesn't go to Saudi. Mm-hmm. Well, it's like, why, like, can't you just roll with what they're telling you? Like, why do you have to throw that into the mix? Like, right. you know what I mean? I think my biggest issue with it is, is this. We talked about it on, on our show after post rumble is that your problem with not building stars and relying on the past is that the past is getting to the point where the past can't go anymore. So it's going to be hurtful to your product into your audience because they're not going to be able to do what they've done in the past. Yes, Goldberg has one match left on his deal. We know we were getting one more Goldberg match. Yes, yeah, Goldberg is a huge star, and the Prince loves Goldberg. The so, fans okay. love him too. No, that you pipe, please, you hear Goldberg's not, music and it pops every no, that, time. That, 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 that was piped, piped in. That was piped in. Nobody, nobody had their hands up cheering on Goldberg. Not no. That was the and most piping uh, shit they've ever done on WWE. Every, everyone, done <laughs> everyone online said the same thing that I said. Why? I even tweeted that out. I was like, God, no. Like, the rumors are true. Lord, please, no. Like, and this guy came. I was like, shit. At least you know he's <laughs> really? Not, at least you know he's not winning. <laughs> how do you know? Hope, how, yeah, exactly. Because remember, like, you seen, you seen what happened the last time. Yeah. How do you know? I mean... He signed that last bit of one more match had, contract for WrestleMania. You, you had <laughs> somebody, you had somebody like Bray Wyatt as the fiend, yeah, we who was, was red on. hot, and he loses to this bullshit freaking Jack. <laughs> that was horrible. And even Seth even tweeted about it. He was like, well, who knew? All you needed was a freaking jackhammer to beat the fiend. Like, and not even a good one either. Like, I probably could have just lifted him up and just threw. Oh, okay. Uh, does this count one, two, three is over? And I'm supposed to believe that? No, come on. Garbage. You came out there doing the same, the same promo from 98 WCW. Yep. The same thing. It's rinsing And you got people down. like this man in the corner eating well, it up. You, you get mad when they change names and gimmicks. Let the man come on do a shtick. <laughs> this is 2022, not 1998. Oh, man. <laughs> Every character character has evolved since they started, except for Goldberg. Except for him. He's the one guy that's never evolved in pro wrestling from a character standpoint, ever. He wears a micro jacket now. 2022. He's consistent. Consistent, my ass. Consistently (laughs) bad. God. Once you turn a Hall of Famer, you should be off the market altogether. Do something like Stone Cold does. Don't come back. Mm Mm-hmm. I mean, listen. I'm not mad at Gold. I'm not mad at Bill for taking the money. You're gonna write the check, okay? I'll show oh, that's up. capitalism. I'll do that to right? myself. <laughs> but it's a detriment to the product that you continuously do this. 
and it cuts the legs off from people that you should be building up. First off, they shouldn't even have a show in between Rumble and Mania. We say that every year. <laughs> Luckily, this year we're only getting one show. Last year it was two. And it really jacked up the flow to Mania. For now. They can always start something in March. You'll get the American Elimination <laughs> Chamber. Yeah, just like they, uh, what was that one year that they threw? Um, no, it wasn't Fastlane. Yeah, roadblock. Like roadblock. it just came like that came out of nowhere because it wasn't on the schedule for the WWE. It wasn't on the pay per view schedule, and all of a sudden, out of nowhere, because they <laughs> needed to tie in Roman, they was like, "Yeah, we're gonna do roadblock." It was like, well, "What is this? What? Who came up with this?" Yep, that's 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 Terrible. the short sighted booking that, that where you run into those issues. So yeah, I don't, I don't, I don't enjoy. I, out of the two legends that came back and called for title shots and got them, mm. I'm more excited to watch Lita and Becky than I am Goldberg and Roman. Right? Yeah. Like, I think we can all agree on that. Yeah. <laughs> I just don't see why it's necessary that you have to do it. I, I, ever since I've seen Lita pull off her whatever her finisher is and damn near died, I, I don't trust it. She don't need to be wrestling either. Yeah. yeah. Her. So I'd rather have but, it now at this event than at WrestleMania. So I mean, yeah. she doesn't oh, yes, for sure. Yes. So with, with that being said, since we brought up Becky, let me tell you why the other reason why they, I think there's already potholes on the road to WrestleMania. Terrible. They're telling the wrong story with Ronda Rousey. <laughs> They screwed it up. I said Saturday night, this is written for you. Don't screw this up. It's plain as day. She has history with both. You can mm-hmm. go either way. She does, way. but there's not the as better, much. The better score will be Becky, but she has history with both. So, But we've already seen her and Charlotte. We've gotten it. We didn't get her and Becky. One-on-one. Charlotte didn't mm-hmm. pin Ronda at Mania to win two belts. Becky did. Ronda took her ball and went home after that. Why are you coming back and calling out Charlotte? Oh, just because she's first on your list in the family business of kicking ass? What a shit promo that was last night. Maybe the whole entire know. week was, was shit. Yeah. Or they just put Ronda on Fox so, you know, they could have I mean, Yeah, I mean, but you know how you know how Fox <laughs> and WWE is. Like, For they, that, yeah. WWE, WWE has to make Fox. them happy. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't care about her and Charlotte at all. Oh no! No, I do. We know why. Why? <laughs> I enjoy Charlotte. I don't know why everybody hates her. I love Charlotte. She's she's my goat. I like Charlotte, but I don't yeah. want to see her and Ronda. Why are you interested in her and Ronda? That, that just because you like Charlotte? That that's not like okay. I like a lot of people. That that like. I think she would have a better in ring match than her and Becky. When Charlotte's on, she makes anybody look good. She made David Bork look good when Charlotte's on. I can't. I don't think Becky can do the same. No, I think she can. So this this goes back to the this goes back to the topic of match for match, which Jason doesn't care. Like he's gonna watch it and he's gonna like it because the match is the match, if it's a good match. Where majority of us and Kenny, you can weigh in with your opinion after I say this. We need we want story involved in our matches. Like 
I'm not going to get invested just because they announce a match and they're going to have a match. Like, I need tell me a story to get me to the point where I want to see the match. For you, as you watch and consume pro wrestling, are you just match for match? Okay, I'm happy. Or do you need the story element added into the match? I need the story. It depends on who it is where I just be like, okay, I want to see these two just go at it and see like who's the best in the ring. But when it comes to, especially, I guess, with WWE, like, and uh, the characters as they build, like, I want to see some type of story between the two, you know? And, like, when they said Ronda was coming back, I immediately thought, I was just like, okay, we're going to get Ronda versus Becky, and we can have that story, and they're going to have good promos because both of them could, could talk about their, um, talk about their kids, get that, get that involved, and just like them taking the time out of being away and, and coming back because Ronda was out longer than, than Becky was, you know, in, in pro wrestling. So you would think that this is the, the, the match you would get for WrestleMania. And then they give us, they're, they're giving us Charlotte, which if you see from that promo yesterday when she was just like, oh, this is my baby. And it's a, it looks a whole lot better than yours. I was like, really? Like, we're really going to go there with this? Like, come on. Like, I love Charlotte Flair as a, as a as an entertainer and a performer. I just sometimes her her promos are just they're cringeworthy to me. I'm sorry, I, I just can't like I'll mute her. It was not a good showing from either woman um, last night. Ronda had a horrible the, week. The goes and, and Ronda didn't have a good showing up on Monday night either with her back mm-hmm. and forth with Becky. Becky almost saved that segment, but it didn't. It, it was crash and burn. Like yeah. I mean, no. They need to yeah. stop writing for her. That's that's just it. Stop writing for for Ronda. Just give her the mic. Give her maybe a couple of cute points or whatever, and that's it. Because you can tell that they're giving her th- they're giving her a script to say, and she's trying to remember it without fucking it up. Yeah. Mm-hmm. They need to. They need someone just to work one on one with her. I'm not sure who the who like the the promo people are these days in WWE, but. Someone just needs to work with her one-on-one and just be like, okay, this is what we're doing. Here's some bullet points and just go out there and try to hit these. Now, Charlotte called out Tasha first. Mm-hmm. Is there any possibility, and this is WWE creative we're talking about, that it turns in, into a Charlotte, Ronda, Sasha instead of just Charlotte and Ronda? Yeah, it will. It's not going to be a one-on-one. What? See, like, you also you also got Charlotte putting that out book. there that Sasha wasn't there last night too. Uh-huh. So it's like who knows? Like you said, Steve, who knows what her injury timeline yeah, is right now? You're, you're either gonna you're put in, in yep. you're either gonna put in Banks to be that third person in there to come out of nowhere, or Bailey comes back and she's that she's the third person in. So Bailey and Oscar both are are cleared and are good to go. Mm-hmm. Um, they, uh, from what I saw, Oscar's supposed to be back before Bailey, and they're just kind of trying to figure out what they want to do with both of them at this point in time. Um, so look to see both of them pop up. I would say probably either, I would say probably after Elimination Chamber, you get both of them back, mm-hmm. um, and that'll give you time to figure out something for Mania if that's the case. Um, I don't know if this is where they're going, and it was probably just more for fun than anything. But you saw Bailey do her little tweet after the Rumble, 
you know, just sipping her, her tea, watching the show. Mm-hmm. And then you had Trish do the same thing afterwards, you know, and just like, okay, are they just trying to tease something or is this just them having fun together? You know? oh, please let it be fun together. <laughs> please. <laughs> if I want Legends, I'll just turn on the Peacock Network and watch WWE 96 <laughs> or something like that. All right. Um, real, real quick for you, Kenny. I know you got a heart out here, so just uh, overall thoughts from the world of WWE. And we got we got into this way more than what I was expecting because I had other topics. So we're gonna have to have you back on later um, to get into uh, it definitely with other shows. But real quick, overall, the week that was um, positive, yay or nay, and and what are your hopes for Mania itself? Uh, let's see. I thought Monday Night Raw was really good. You know, I, I had to sit there and watch it for three hours, so I thought it was it was decent. Uh, SmackDown was eh, here and there. I was glad to see Cesaro back. You know, and uh, they, they finally actually taking Ricochet off of main event and, and putting him, you know, on, on SmackDown, which is which is really good. So I, I thought this week in wrestling, for at least for WWE standpoint, was really good. Uh, I wish you would have got into uh, AEW a little bit, but you know, yeah, I'll say that yeah, for another time. Time, time wise, yeah, because yeah. I, I I had a I had a topic for AEW this week um, with them being Dynamite being the most compliment sandwich show ever. Um, if you know what a compliment sandwich is from Family Guy, <laughs> so um, top of the bun, nice little praise compliment. Mm-hmm. Meat of the bun, the shit. Um, and then you followed up with another compliment. And to me, that was dynamite. You opened the show great. Mm-hmm. The rest of it was trash. And then you ended it on a good main event. So yes. uh, we'll, have to, we'll have to have you back on to deep dive into AEW at some other point in time. So thanks for joining us again real quick. Where can everybody find you at and, and look you up on social media? Uh, so, yeah, so you guys can find me on Instagram, Twitter, uh, Facebook, all under the same name, the Call Up Podcast. And like I said, you can catch me every single Monday doing the Monday Night Raw watch along that's we start off at 7.30 and we go there all go, the way Jay. to 11. <laughs> watch Raw every week so there you go. Yeah, just say hop, 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 hop on in if you if you if you're by your computer I'll I'll shoot you the uh the the link you can you know come in. We normally I normally like shoot you know a, a link to different people whoever wants to jump on and give an opinion really quick mm-hmm. and then hop off or if they just want to completely just stay in the chat and not be on camera they can do that too. You know, we there try to go. make it very hey, family friendly. Thanks for coming on. We'll definitely get you on again so we can get uh-huh. into AEW. Um, I know you were at GCW. Uh, they, yes. they made some news this week, too. Wanted to get your thoughts on, but all's good. We'll follow back up and have you back on again at a later date and time. All right. All right. Thanks, Kenny. All right. Thank thanks. you, guys. Thanks, Take care. <laughs> all right. So, um, Again, shout out to Kenny from the Call Up Podcast. Thanks for coming on. Follow him along on socials. Watch his stuff. He's he's he got good stuff going on with what he does. Um, so AEW compliment sandwich dynamite. Let's get into it a little bit here. Um, opening of the show was good. End of the show was good. The middle of the show was terrible. Thoughts? I agree. And I watched everything this week. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't watch Rampage yet, but Dynamite. Yeah. To me, Rampage I mean, is a better show. Rampage okay. was a better show this week. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I'll have to watch that today because out of the stuff that I watched, I watched Raw, I watched SmackDown, I watched Dynamite. 
Dynamite for me was the better show so far, so I'll check Rampage out today. Donald? Uh, yes, Rampage was a way better show. Um, Dynamite, it is what it is. I mean, I was just there basically to watch the Punk and uh, MJF. Yeah, uh, 40 minutes between them two, I was shocked <laughs> that they were giving them that much yeah, time. Very uh, much. About 15 minutes in, I, I looked at Punk and I go, I don't know if he's going to be able to finish. Like He's like <laughs> blown up and gassed to the max. I love the the nods to old school pro wrestling during that match, right? And the, and the callbacks to even to Punk's history in ROH. We saw there was somebody tweeted it out, and I forgot to forgot to save it, but they tweeted it out the side by side view of MJF using the choke out with the tape on Punk. Punk did the same thing in Ring of Honor, right? And the referee found it the same way. He tucked it under his arm the same way. Walked around the ring the same way. Like it was a, it was a complete callback to Punk doing it. So I thought that was great. Um, the false, the false finish swerve there with the rematch, uh, with the restart. They, they had that, and and Rampage last night had a DQ finish, and people were like, "Oh my God, it's a restart! Oh my God, it's a, it's a DQ finish!" It's like, but. AEW has had one DQ finish in three years. So it's not being done every single week. And it was set up with a story that followed afterwards with an explanation. So when you do it that way and you don't roll it out there every week, it's not going to mean less when it's done. It's going to mean more because it adds to the story that you're telling. Thoughts on that aspect. Jay, I know this is. I'm going to kick it to you first because you're probably in disagreement here. What about them using the DQ? So using for for MJF using the the swerve finish with the oh. with the restart, and then on Rampage we saw the the DQ the pipe the pipe yeah, and, and that and people on the on the timeline were were upset because it's like oh another DQ or oh another you're not, not going to see me upset. Okay, so you yeah. you you liked what they did. I don't mind. I don't mind it. Yeah, okay. it's all about, it's a part of wrestling now. Uh, don't 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 be high where you're like, oh, we don't do this because eventually you're going to do this, and eventually you're going to be on long enough to where it's going to become more repetitive. So stop so, holding yeah. true so, to we don't do DQ finishes when you're only two years in, three years in. Trust me, more are coming. Well, does the fact that that it's where we are almost three years in, and this was the first DQ finish AEW's done, does does that did that help? Did it, like did it make it more? I don't even know what the right words are. Um, I guess more palpable, so to speak, from a viewing aspect, from mm-hmm. a viewer, because it's not something that's done ever um as jericho said uh you know the first ever dq finish on rampage taz was like i think it's the first ever dq finish in aew like <laughs> <laughs> like i uh, it's rough for me because like during the the cm punk match you had jr finished you had jr explaining multiple times while certain things are not a dq the ref just wants to go on. They were in the stands for like five minutes. That was that was terrible. That was <laughs> terrible. <laughs> you can't. You, you, I've never seen a ref. Your, your, your horse high. Don't, don't be high on that horse when you clearly spewing the rules. <laughs> and, and, <laughs> you your, 
and no joke, probably this week on JR's podcast, he'll, he'll shit on them for that because he's yeah. he's good. Like if like whenever he doesn't like the refs not doing something, like looking weak, he'll he'll talk about that on his show. I've never seen a ref follow <laughs> up yeah. into the crowd to get them to come back in back the, the ring, standing in the ring and counting. And then I've never seen a ref give a five count to a guy standing on the wrist of another wrestler on a table on the outside of the ring to break the hold essentially to get him back in the ring. I yelled at my what TV whenever I yelled at my TV whenever Wardlow came out and they were just standing all of them were just kind of on the outside of the ring. And I was like, so the rest just not gonna count to ten on this one and all right? of course not. Huh? Yeah. His rough discretion. Explain why Biden's not a DQ. <laughs> the war love thing, the war love thing as it happened, I was like, what? why like you? I'm like, why are we not counting this? Like, we're just yeah. having a face-off. Like <laughs> the replay showed him slipping the diamond yeah. ring to MJF. I was like, oh, okay. Yeah. Makes total sense now. Like, and that's a little thing that they cleaned up by showing you the replay where you yeah. didn't see it as it was going on, which was you know, a good thing there production wise. I'll I'll bring Finally. up else that was completely <laughs> bad production wise that I saw last night on Rampage. Um I'm I'm okay with the DQs because I only because I don't think that creatively you should box yourself in. It's like AEW doesn't do a lot of DQs. They don't do a lot of the the time limit draws. You know, it's just something else that, you know, when you're trying to figure out the match like how to finish it if you don't want that ending. It's just something else to to do. Uh, like if you want to continue on, I don't. I don't care about the that. DQs because WWE conditioned us to DQ so much. <laughs> like Jason said, hey, it's just part of the uh, program now. When AEW finishes every match with a roll up, then we then we're gonna have a discussion. <laughs> 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 that most devastating move. <laughs> on that pace for a minute. Not gonna lie. <laughs> Um, yeah, so that I mean, again, dynamite capped off beginning to end was was strong. The rest of it was was terrible. I hated the Brandy Road segment, and the only reason why I say I hated the Brandy Road segment is because of them doing that segment in Chicago. I think if it's not done in Chicago, it may have had a chance to be better. But doing it in Chicago, you had Lambert, who's supposed to be the biggest heel in your company. From a mic standpoint, that gets heat everywhere he goes. You had the fans cheering for him and getting a shut the fuck up chant for Brandy, which TBS, I, that's three weeks in a row since they started on TBS, there's been a fuck chant um, live on air. They, they, they can't be happy with that. Um, hey, they're on, apparently they're not on any time delay yet. So TBS might. Hey. That's what happened when you're the secondary show from there. That, to the me, secondary to network. Me, to me, that that segment should not have been done in Chicago. That that should have been done somewhere else. I don't know if you get that. I don't know if it would have worked anywhere you did it. But for me, doing it there, it definitely was not going to work there. Yeah. I'm so over Dan Lambert. <laughs> oh, just, thank you. This, Somebody this else is, said this it. Is, this is not, you know, oh, he's a heel. I hate him. No, I'm I'm over him. He needs to go. He's not adding anything to the product. Like soon the, as he came on, yeah. I turned it off because I I shut him out completely. Yeah. Like anything he says or do, I'm 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 done with it. I don't think he's adding anything to no. uh, Ethan Page and Scorpio Sky. No, nope. they were yeah, better by themselves. Yeah, and it's, it's a, and it's a shame because he did really good work in Impact, and his run in Impact was way better. Than I got tired of the Impact too, but I think that's why I'm kind of 
not into him here because I knew I was going to get tired of him real quick. So we're going to get Paige Van Zandt and Brandy Rhodes. That that's that's where we're going. That's what we're like it. I mean, I'm glad they're going to use Paige finally, but it's not the match I would have picked. But... Eh. And where is Cody in all this? If somebody said the things Lambert's saying to my wife, I'm like, like you're not going to get multiple weeks to do it. I'm coming out and punching you in the face. <laughs> you're letting her, you know, talk about her suck hole and everything else for weeks, and you haven't done shit. Like, what are we waiting for? Back here in Gorilla, just like yeah, yeah he's, he's he's recovering from the ladder match. So, <laughs> um, we brought up the the production. The production um, of the the Wardlow showing it on the replay, which which was good because it cleared up the the odd face off. Like, why are we doing this? No count out, whatever. Um, which was good. The production standpoint that I'm gonna bring up that was really bad last night on Rampage. Statlander is back doing an interview with Shivani. Layla Hurst hits her with a chair. I'm all fine, you know. Statlander drops to the ground, but the way they shot it, they show. Layla Hirsch handing her the chair and Statlander holding oh, it in place <laughs> for the knee shot. Like, all you got to do is raise the camera up a couple inches. Just, just, lens up. Just, just a tad bit, right? You know, I said, hey, pictures, neck up. Because waist down, yeah, no. We got, <laughs> she's, just like, she's just holding it like this. Yeah. Like, it's like, come on, you're killing yourself with that. Like, why? Like, you gotta. Those are the little things that, from time to time, and it's more evident on on you know dynamite or uh, in AEW in general. But you gotta clean that stuff up. So, all right. Anything else from from? Dynamite or Rampage this week? Uh, I went in with no expectations, and I really like Lethal and uh, Starks. And Starks, especially yeah. that finish. Starks is yeah, the finish. Right finish. The the Rochambeau out of the out of the Lethal injection was mm-hmm. tremendous. I haven't seen that counter before, so I popped for that whenever he did that at the end. Yeah. I thought Hobbs was good. Um, didn't interfere too much, but was you know. Did what he was supposed to do on the outside, um, from that standpoint. But yeah, other, other than that, I'm a huge Ricky Starks fan. I've been championing him since he got signed with AEW. I yes. loved him in the NWA and neck neck injury. But you know, besides that, which curtailed his run, I think we're going to see his his uh, rise start to happen sooner or later. later. I hope so. Yeah. What. One of the reasons why I wanted to watch it last night, just didn't get the chance, and why I'll watch it today is for the rest last few weeks, I haven't watched Rampage because it was like uh, eight-man tag, guys, trios match. Like, there was like no singles. It's just like, okay, like I don't need these matches. Like, mm-hmm. none of them interest me. So it's like, it's nice that we had two title matches last night, and all four were singles matches on the card. Yep. So. Yep. So, yeah. Rampage, I think Rampage out of, out of the show's this week, Rampage for me was number one if I'm ranking the shows. I like Cole's call out too. I enjoy 2.0. You watched? Uh, you, oh, you mean, do you mean yeah. NXT 2.0 or do you mean 2.0 on AEW? NXT. 
No, okay. No, I didn't. And but 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 like you said, that might have been another not a full compliment sandwich. They threw a compliment slice of cheese in the middle too. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> I'll, I'll watch Stand and Deliver, but I'm I'm pretty much done with NXT watching that. It, hey, I, I wasn't sold on those Creed boys, uh, the Creed brothers, but you put them in Diamond Mine. That Walter versus Imperium, or Imperium versus Creed. That was a very good match. Very good. Nice. And then they ended with the the tag match with Chompa versus uh, Chompa and Breaker versus Legato. That was another great match. Yeah. So Chompa's not getting the call up then. Um, I I don't know. For right now, I would say he's he's a nice addition to this storyline that they're telling. Yeah. Yeah. Um, it's kind of like okay, I'm I was the old vet. Yeah. That you know you weren't gonna take my spot. You're not ready. You did your thing. I respect you, so I'm gonna help you out in this situation. Um, kind of as a teaching lesson to say, hey, you can't do it all by yourself, um, and move on afterwards. I think mm-hmm. is what they'll do. I can see Champa getting a call up at the night after WrestleMania. I feel they have a nice place to build from right now. I know he was on main event a couple weeks ago, but. Yeah, I like the I like the I like the the evolution in the Duke Hudson character. Um, you know, going away from the yeah. I just rely on Lady Luck. I'm a poker yeah. player. I, I like the the transition that they're doing with him. Um, and I, don't, I don't care. I don't care what you feel about uh, Chase, <laughs> wrestler or gimmick. Man, he he's spot on right now. Just with he the gimmick. <laughs> He he is he's in a very good groove right now, yeah. and I will give him that. Like he's yeah. very good, very good. Um, yeah, absolutely there. Um, some other quick hitters uh, from the world of wrestling. Let's just run through this stuff uh, real quick. New Japan they announced that they're coming to Chicago in April for Windy City Riot. That's Saturday, April sixteenth. Um, NWA announced. Um, they signed Matt Cardona versus Trevor Murdoch for the NWA World's Heavyweight Championship. That's February 12th, so next weekend. Um, is that a pay-per-view or is that just uh, for that is, power taping? Uh, it does not say. Okay. does not say, but that was announced. Um, let's see here. What else did I have? GCW. Um they're going back to LA on February 25th. You get X-Pac and Joey Janela versus Cardona and Brian Myers. Dr. Wagner versus Homicide. Blake Christian versus Nick Wayne. Atticus versus Blackwood. I'm not familiar with either one of those two gentlemen. Um, and then GCW announced that they are going to the UK. Um, so they're, so they're taking their stuff across seas that'll be interesting to see what they do over there mm-hmm. yeah. do they stay more traditional or if they give their normal stuff there was something else i saw from gcw and i can't find it right now and i don't know if i bookmarked it right um warrior wrestling they got a huge card uh coming up here on the 12th next weekend um they have thunder rosa versus athena formerly known as Ember Moon, mm-hmm. uh, in her first match back. So that'll be an absolute show stealer of a match. You have – who else do you have on this card? This is a this is a good card. You have Bandito versus Dante Martin. So you high-flying fans out there, that's going to be insane. Yeah. 
Warhorse versus Dalton Castle. That's your character versus character. <laughs> <laughs> Warhorse. Yeah. The Briscoes versus the work the workhorsemen. Um Santana versus Speedball. Lindsay Dorado versus Sam Adonis. So Lindsay's back. The Acclaim versus Casey and Gage and Brian Cage. That'll be a good match. Um and you have Zane versus Myron Reed versus Gringo Loca versus Christian Blake in a four-way. That'll be a barn burner. Um, that that's like a, a X division match there. Um, so yeah, Warrior Wrestling nineteen. That'll be a huge card. Uh, I can't find the other GCW news. I might have to look for that. So, anything else uh, wrestling wise? Uh, talked briefly a little bit about the WWE conference call this past week. Um, you know, we've talked about this before, and I'll I'll state it again. You know, as much as we don't like WWE Network on Peacock, it is not going anywhere. Um, you know, they announced that out of the fifty some million subscribers for Peacock, uh, they get WWE content gets about three and a half million viewers, which compared to the WWE Network in the U.S. is almost double what they were getting. Because WWE Network averaged about 1.5 million viewers and about two million for WrestleMania season, so you know it's they're they're getting. They said that the Royal Rumble was their most watched event on Peacock, um, beating WrestleMania from last year. So we'll see what WrestleMania this year does. But yeah, they say that the the eyes on on their product is more than it's ever been on Peacock. So they don't have problems with it. No, Peacock just got to do get better. Yeah, you're better on their end. Shit. Yeah. All right, that's it for Bell to Bell this week. Let's uh, crack open a beer. Chug, 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 chug. All right, this week's drink of the week. We asked you guys for comments, um, you know, feedback, what you want to see, and um, got a got a lot of response. Well, not we, we got a good amount of responses for people that wanted to see us do some some cider reviews here on the show for the drink of the week segment so this week we have knockin noggin it is a baked apple pie cider with apple baked apple pie flavor um, i didn't realize this was a cider i judged it already because of the can i was just like <laughs> no, <this is> bullshit. <laughs> it is it is eight and a half percent alcohol wow Ooh, chris, chris so, is your glass empty <laughs> that <thing> is clear <laughs> yeah, <damn. laughs> So this is this is a very very strong cider, probably the strongest cider I've ever had. Um, it says it's baked apple pie is a seasonal hit full of sweet cinnamon sugar notes that can be served warm or chilled. Now I think all of us had this chilled, mm-hmm. right? I think we all put it in the fridge. I'm gonna want to find this again and go back and and drink it warm, mm-hmm. um, because I think it, you, I think you'll get different flavors based on which way you prefer to drink it. When so, you say warm, do you just mean room temp or do you actually mean like to, to serve it warm? Like a hot apple cider. Okay. Yeah, like a hot apple cider. Oh, yeah. Mm. Yeah. Smell the apples yeah. for sure. Oh, man. Yeah. Yeah. I wasn't I'm crazy. This is number scale. Goddamn. Man, I wasn't, uh, wasn't expecting this. Yo, we yeah. got to buy this by the case. <laughs> <laughs> Whatever See, I open up the can, 
Yeah. Damn. This is this is something that I would this is something that my wife is a huge cider drinker, love ciders, right? This is something that I want her to try because this is absolutely this is probably yeah. this might be the best cider I've ever had. Yeah. Other than apple cider. <laughs> oh yeah. That's it. After the podcast over with, we're finding this again. I'm picking you all up and we're going. <laughs> yeah, that's a that's amazing. Is anybody else getting the baked taste? I don't know if I'm necessarily getting a baked taste. Oh, yeah. is, it the, baked is, taste? It, is it the popcorn I'm eating? I'm, I'm not getting a baked taste. I'm getting a good ass taste. <laughs> Whoa, that's that's a completely yeah, different sorry show. about that. Completely <laughs> different show. Uh, not gonna judge. Not gonna judge. You know. I mean, yeah, very good. Good. What do you do on your personal time, dog? Very good cider taste. <laughs> yeah, that is that's unbelievable. I would I've never seen this before. Um, and I don't know if they have anything else. You know, this knocking noggins. Does it say where they're from? Uh they're from PA. Pulaski PA. Oh, that's where it's packaged at. Um yeah, this is tremendous. If you guys see this out and about, even guys, I know you're not cider drinkers, right? We're, we're men. We don't drink cider. This one you absolutely need to pick up. I will back this 1,000%. And it's okay. gluten-free. Or whatever gluten There you is. go. We're thinking of, we got everybody covered here. Men, uh-huh. women, you know, keto diet, whatever. Like, we got it all covered right here in this can. This deliciousness. Wow, the no, this is this, there's a little too much sugar in here for the keto diet, I think. <laughs> <laughs> With one cheat day. At 8.5%, you can you can use the cheat day. <laughs> I I'm going 4.75. I'm right with you, Steve. This is 4.75 for sure. Uh, I said I'd give it a number grade, so I'm gonna just stick where y'all at because. Yeah, 4.75. It's, it's a good cider. It's so smooth. Yes, it is. I love the cinnamon taste and the smoothness. I don't know if that's the vanilla that makes it so smooth in there, but I really like that. I'm, I'll go 4.5. Oh, oh. You had to be that guy. Yeah. <laughs> Knock it down a peg. <laughs> Absolutely tremendous. Um and I think the only reason why I'm doing that, I wish it had a little more carbonation. That's my, that's my only knock on it. I definitely want to. I definitely want to drink it warm. Um, you know, as a warm apple cider. Yeah, yeah, that would be good to get the difference. But like on a on a cold, snowy day, like we've had recently, um, Man, this, this is this is a definitely a go to after shovel snow beard. It, you know. That eight point five, yeah, and eight point five. I do, I do a four pack of these to drink that in the day. This is eight point five, yeah. Is this our high rated, our highest rated beer, our drink consistency wise? No, it's close. Yeah, me as as a whole, not like you know who had the most, but you know me, I'm always at the bottom of everything. So no, whole whole hog. This this and whole hog, I think, have been the highest rated um, that we've done from all four of us together. So. That that just goes to show you because we put whole hog up on a up on another tier. Yeah, um, that's on the pedestal. Right, right. Um, this this, I think this goes up there with it for sure. Yes, um, it is. Yeah. 
Maybe the the uh, the blueberry maple pancake one yeah. that we did from Saranac. That was the other one that was really highly rated by the four of us. Um, I don't know. I think we each need to get a four pack of this, drink that four pack, and then get on for an after dark and just see what happens. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a light drinker, so I wouldn't make it. <laughs> All right, good. so. So, yeah, if you see this out and about, pick this up for sure. You will not be disappointed. Men, women, it doesn't matter. This is yeah, I was about to say, boys right and girls, here. no, don't do that. <laughs> yeah, no, no. This is it. Right here. Men, don't get women, us canceled, Jay. Diabetes, everything, whatever you got. <laughs> hey, this is all good. Hey. Listen, if I'm going to get the sugar mm-hmm. after drinking this, I'll, I'll gladly take getting the sugar. It's, it's, mm-hmm. you know, they, like, they like to call it. Um, all right, so with that being said, I am going to change up the toast this week because I saw this and I was like, oh. Okay, we're getting in, we're getting ready to come up on St. Patrick's Day here shortly, um, in, in about another month or so. Um, but I did so, see this. So two weeks of the same thing wasn't good enough for you. Huh? Nope, I got to <laughs> switch it up a little bit. So this is a traditional Irish toast that I saw. Here's to cheating, stealing, fighting, and drinking. Eddie, if you cheat, may you cheat death. If you steal, may you steal a woman's heart. If you fight, may you fight for a brother. And if you drink, may you drink with me. So with that being said, raise your bottles, everything else. Cheers. Salute. Cheers. Go pick this up immediately. Mm-hmm. Oh, man, my taste buds are just tough. They're just tingling with delicious. Dancing. Amazing. <laughs> Dancing. This week in sports, we've got the official, official retirement of Tom Brady. Um, Adam Schefter and Jeff Darlington ruined it for Brady. It didn't get to announce it the way that he wanted to. Um, but he is he is officially called it a career after 22 years. All the stats, all the championships, everything, you know, the GOAT. Here's something for you guys. Brady has a losing record against only two NFL franchises. He's four and five against the Saints, and he's one and two against the Seahawks. Every other team in the league, he is 500 or better. That is ridiculousness. Mm-hmm. Domination. His his record against the AFC East, where he spent most <laughs> of his career. Don't even mention that. that... <laughs> the Bills, he's thirty three and three. The Jets, Damn. he's thirty and seven, and the Dolphins, he's twenty four and twelve. Dolphins got his number. <laughs> the Dolphins have beaten Brady the most times out of any team in the league. That's unbelievable. Like, I, like, I hate Brady because he caused so much heartache and pain as a Steelers fan for 20 years. Um, you know, probably took away a couple championships or at least a chance to play four championships. At least and, two times. Uh, <laughs> seeing him in Tampa Bay these last two years, I've, I've grown to appreciate Brady for the greatness that he had. Um, and enjoy his final run, but yeah, what a. We can save this topic for another day in sports. We don't need to. Drew Blatto. <laughs> you're, 
you're uh, you're you're drunk off of that cider already. <laughs> um, already. So yeah, I just thought that was that was something interesting to bring up. Uh, the Winter Olympics got underway. Opening ceremonies were last night. There was some stuff on um, on Thursday night. Um, you know, given space and and everything else, they started some events early. Um, I watched curling last night and uh, snowboarding and something else. Um, the Jamaican bobsled team is back in the Olympics. First time in 24 years. Um, they, they're represented in Beijing. All those cool runnings fans. Um, if you were a kid growing up, if you saw the movie, yes, the Jamaican bobsled team is a real thing. Um, mm-hmm. They did qualify for the Olympics this year. What's your favorite Winter Olympic event? I like the downhill skiing. Okay. Mm-hmm. Jay? I have to say vigorous skating. Men or women's? I didn't. I didn't pay you as a guy. Couple. Couples. I go women's, then couples. Okay, Chris. I'd probably go curling. I mean, I'm there for hockey most of the time, but yeah, like I'll I'll take hockey out of that, and I'll I'll say curling. Uh, I'm a bobsled and a luge guy. Those, those are my favorite events. Um, I would never do the bobsled or the luge. Those people that do the luge are are off their rocker. Okay, and even the ones that do the skeleton. The head first. That's even worse. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, no. no. yeah, so so the Winter Olympics are on. There there were some boycotts. There's, you know, a whole bunch of other stuff going on with it. But um, if you're a fan of the Winter Olympics, you can watch them, you know, pretty much anywhere on USA, NBC, Peacock. Um, it just channel. sucks because of the time difference. You know, if you want to watch it live, you got to watch it starting at like 11 p.m. going through 3 a.m., 4 a.m. So. You guys excited about it or not? No, the Olympics for me are complete, complete trash. They they've grown less relevant in in my lifetime. Yeah, like I was super excited for the Olympics as a kid growing up. I went to the Olympics in '96 in Atlanta. I went and saw the Dream Team play. I went and saw uh, all around men's gymnastics. Like, loved the Olympics growing up was sit sit down and watch it whenever it was on whether it was winter or summer but as the years have gone on and as i've gotten older they just become less and less relevant as time's gone on to me you don't, don't know you don't know anybody you don't know it's anybody not even that. It's, it's, just, it's just too much corporate greed is in it politics has made its way into it it's and it, you know i i get i get them trying new things and trying to expand to bring in viewers but like I'm a traditionalist when it comes to the Olympics. So like me seeing snowboarding or three on three basketball or, mm-hmm. you know, some of these other events that they, like they football in 28. Yeah. They're, yeah. They're literally <laughs> trying to get flag football. in the Olympics. like, no. to me, that's, that's not the Olympics. Like, yeah. no. They were trying Keep to get the- ballroom dancing in the, um, the Australia Olympics in um, 2000 ballroom dancing. Summer or winter? <laughs> Summer. You can do it whenever. I mean, it's basically figure skating without the skates, right? Yep. So, I, I enjoy the Summer Olympics more than I enjoy the Winter Olympics, so I, I get more excited for that than these ones. But I'll watch some stuff. Like, I don't really care to watch the whole thing, like, multiple hours. I'd rather just, like, I think, like, the Olympic Channel, like, they'll do, like, the highlights for the day and stuff. And I'd rather watch mm-hmm. that than watch, like, the whole event or something. Yeah, I'm, I typically don't sit through an, an you know an entire 
like showcase how they you know they go from one event to the other like i'm not watching it straight through if it's something that i like and that i'm interested in i will tune in whenever it's mm-hmm. on like i said yeah. i'm gonna i'm gonna watch bobsledding whenever it's on like i don't care i don't care what country it is it's getting ready to to yeah. go down the the tube like i'm, I'm gonna watch bobsledding period just because i think it's fascinating that you want to propel yourself down an ice tunnel <laughs> at you know 100 miles an hour in a in a metal tube um but yeah, like those those things. I think the figure skating has has wore off because I guess I don't know as many people. Like I could name figure skaters from back in the day off the top of my head now, and it's like those were prominent individuals and people. You don't really see that nowadays. I mean, um, back back in the nineties, I mean, you had the drama of the whole Nancy Kerrigan situation, so that's what made you want to tune in. And then you had a dominant, like you had, you know, uh, Christy Yamaguchi, like whether or not she was going to end up winning gold. Like mm-hmm. she always got there and then fell, fell short um, at a time, you know? Um, so yeah, I just think you had bigger names that were more known and promoted more, but I like the only commercials I saw for Olympians this year had Sean White in it. Yeah. I didn't see Just any other Olympic yeah. commercials that had yeah, any year. other Olympic athlete. <laughs> I forgot all about that man until they interviewed him yesterday. I was like, damn. I thought it was a Jurassic Park commercial. I like I, I forgot all about you. <laughs> so yeah, I think that you know that's a problem uh, as well. Um, Why is uh, water sliding not an Olympic sport? You mean like that the high dive belly flop competition that you see guys do all the time? No, like, it's going yeah, out of water slide. <laughs> that could be it's the like, summer version. It's the, the same as luge. Yeah, the <laughs> summer version of the luge. Yeah, you could do it in the winter time. It would just be the polar bear event. Maybe the summer, you know, the, the bigger guy always wins. <laughs> um, the other, I have a the chance. Other, <laughs> uh, cannonball competition. I may get up on a metal stand. There. <laughs> <laughs> Might get up on a metal stand. Um, NFL wise, we'll, we'll touch on the Super Bowl next weekend. Uh, we're not going to break that down this weekend since the game, you know, is obviously next Sunday. Um, but the big NFL news this week, Brian Flores suing the NFL class action lawsuit. Um, a lot of lot of stuff named in that lawsuit. It's 58 pages long. It's out there. If you want to read it, go, go look it up. Um, but basically, you know, saying um, race discrimination, um, sham interviews, um, you know, being offered a hundred thousand dollars to tank games, which affects the competitive balance. Hugh Jackson came out and said, Hey, they offered me bonuses in Cleveland. I can back this up with proof. Um, so I think he's going to join in with a class action lawsuit. You can get people to join in at any time. Right. So mm-hmm. yeah, it's, um, it's, it's going to be a, Anybody it's a really cluster. surprised on that? Hmm? Is anybody really surprised on this? So to no. me, the the, no. the rumor are no. are are black head coach candidates getting the same opportunities to interview during the process? No, I don't think anybody would agree that that's happening. Right? That they, they've manipulated the Rooney Rule to a point where they just do it to check off the box. Mm-hmm. Um, and they know it's a problem because they even added stuff on to the Rooney Roll, the original Rooney Roll, in order to make sure that the 
the opportunity is the same and they've been able to circumvent that over the last couple mm-hmm. of years. So this is, this is a problem. Um, you can look at statistics and numbers and everything else and, and all that. Um, and it's not just head coaches and general manager positions and people in front offices um, of, of color and minorities. That's a problem. Um, you even see it, it with, with position wise, like, Ryan Clark was on 93.7 The Fan this week talking, and he's like, where's our where's our, where's our, our Colt McCoy? Where's our Chase Daniel? Where's our Josh McCown? Tell me the, back, tell me the black backup quarterback that's been the in journeyman. Like 12, 14 years that's just been around because he's just okay. If you're a black quarterback in the NFL, you have to be Mike Vick. You got to be Lamar Jackson. You got to be Cam Newton. Dak the last Clark. one was, was uh, maybe Batcher Leftwich. And that and that was and who yeah. did both of those players play for as backup? The Steelers. Yeah. Who, who who came up with the Rooney Rule? <laughs> the Steelers. Mm-hmm. Who has the only black head coach in the entire NFL? The Steelers. So, <laughs> like, when you look at it across the board, like, there's no reason that you know this Kevin O'Connell that got hired by the Vikings that came out of nowhere as the Rams' offensive coordinator. Yeah. <laughs> So you mean to tell me just because you were with Sean McVay and you were an OC for one year, you're more qualified as a candidate to be a head coach than Eric Bieniemy, who's ta- who's been the offensive coordinator for the Chiefs for what five years now, mm-hmm. and is going to, to four straight AFC Championship games. Or you're more qualified than Brian than Byron Leftwich, who's you know won a Super Bowl with Tom Brady, and I think mm-hmm. oh yeah, the Bucks do have a really good offense. But just because you're a McVeigh descendant, you're automatically going to get that that gig when nobody even knew who Kevin O'Connell was until he got hired <laughs> as the Vikings head coach. Yeah, they said anybody off of uh, Lafleur Lafleur's branch, Cal Shanahan's branch, and McVeigh's branch. Those are all the people getting the head coaching jobs now from those three head coaches. And besides Tomlin, the only other head coach in the NFL that's a minority is Robert Sala. And Rivera from Washington. Rivera, yes, yeah, yeah, I forgot about him. So That's three it. out, of, three out of thirty-two. Um, yeah, it's a it, it's a problem, especially when seventy percent of your league is African Americans, and you mean to tell me that none of those ex players that go into coaching are are qualified mm-hmm. to to lead an organization like position coaches. It's about yes. all it is mount to a position. Mm-hmm. And you heard D'Amico Ryan's name come out as a hot name for coaching candidates, but he didn't get any offers as a D coordinator. Um Jer- Gerard Mayo up in New England was was getting a look and a sniff. But again, I think that was more of just hey, we're gonna use him as as our Rooney role. Check the box. Check the box. Yep. Um I mean it's yeah, it's I don't know, it's a it's a stain. It, Basically, it's just the NFL is is you know hyping up slogans, but there's no action behind anything that they've done um, to progress, um, and that's that's a bad look right now. And then on top of the lawsuit and everything else, and the the competitive balance of being paid to tank games and everything else, the Washington Commanders, which you can say what you want about the new name, I prefer Washington Football Team over Commanders. I thought Commanders. Same, was I think everybody does. Weakest names on the list. 
that they had available to them. But then you have more allegations coming out against Daniel Snyder with sexual harassment in the workplace being, you know, testified in front of Congress this week. Um, and it's like, okay, so why is this guy still an owner of a team? Look over After here. Here's a name this, change. Let's distract you. Oh, he, he's not running it. His wife's running it. Mm-hmm. Come on. Really? And did you hear about the report that Congress wants to report, but the NFL can't release it until they get Dan Snyder's permission? So the guy you investigated, you need his permission to release the report to Congress. And then to circle back on the, to circle back on that, Donald, the NFL, how do you how do you have this class action lawsuit announced by Brian Flores? And two two hours later, literally two hours later, <laughs> as a league, you set out a memo and say that these these allegations are without merit. So you mean to tell me you've already done an investigation? Yeah, maybe two hour investigation. <laughs> okay, you you've already done it, like. It's leave just, it. it's so, like leave it to old man texting to blow the cover off of everything. <laughs> Super Bowl week next week and Super Bowl row and everything else. Like you want to talk about stuff that's not game related being discussed? Like how much of this is going to take up the airways next week? Yeah, no, <laughs> we'll shoot that down. Don't worry. Because this whole week you didn't hear anything about the two teams at Nothing. all. You didn't hear about the I saw highlights of the skills competition Friday yesterday morning, and I'm like, wait, they had the skills competition last night. <laughs> and meanwhile, that's the you need to move the Pro Bowl back to Hawaii. Okay, yeah. there's no and reason why you should have them them out there in cold weather gear. Yeah, doing stuff for the Pro Bowl. <laughs> to move that back to Hawaii. I was wondering why everybody's in hoodies. <laughs> <laughs> They're in Orlando. Mm-hmm. Cold weather gear or Vegas, wherever they were at this year for it. I think it was Vegas. Vegas. Out there in hoodies doing like I like the I like the skills competition stuff that they did this year. You know, the 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 uh the fastest NFL player of the race. I like the the uh the catch competition, the crazy catch. kind of like the crazy catch, kind of like their version of the slam dunk contest. Like I mm-hmm. like that. I thought that was cool. Um the quarterbacks with the you know the precision passing and everything else. And then the Pro Bowl dodgeball, like that needs to be the Pro Bowl game itself because that was way more entertaining <laughs> than any Pro Bowl I've watched for the last 10 years. They used to do flag, didn't they? They did until uh, the did. one guy for the Patriots got hurt on the got bench. Hurt. Yeah, he blew his knee out, and they canceled that immediately. Yeah, like I remember mm-hmm. back in the day, the skills competition, they used to have the strongest arm for quarterbacks where they would see, you know, who, mm-hmm. who could Good throw the farthest. Like, that. like all that stuff is great. Like make that – don't don't do a Pro Bowl game. You can name your Pro Bowlers and you can give them money for the Pro Bowl and everything yeah. else. But like people will go people will go into a stadium <laughs> to watch them dudes do different skills competition. The NHL skill competition last night might have had the greatest thing I've ever seen in sports. Did you guys see the highlight of the of the, the shootout? Yeah. yeah. Oh yeah, the shootout goal. Yes, yes, yes. He was who was it? George. I'm gonna butcher his name. Tavares. <laughs> The one where he was blindfolded. Yeah, yeah. he did yep. the dodgeball. Mm-hmm. He did the dodgeball bit. Vince Vaughn. He put the blindfold on, skated in, spun around, blindfolded. Had dodgeballs being thrown at him. <laughs> picked the puck up on his stick, stick, blindfolded, and scored. 
It was the most ridiculous thing I think I've ever seen in sports. The puck being on the stick was amazing. No, it was, I've, I've watched that clip. I can't even tell amazing. you how many times. <laughs> it was unbelievable. But that stuff is exciting. Like, I'd rather watch that puck? stuff than... Did he see through it? <laughs> What's that? Did he hit you the puck? Could he see through the blindfold? <laughs> <laughs> of course he could. <laughs> Hey, I don't listen. His blindfold was a lot bigger than Pox was on. <laughs> so, speaking yeah, of the all, was, uh, speaking of the All Star games, do you think uh, all All Star games are a thing of the past? Yeah, they, there's no there's no competitive All Star game out there at all. It's that. just like the Olympics. It's not exciting at all. No, they showed the clip of Sean Taylor blowing up the the punter on the fake punt from the Pro Bowl, <laughs> yeah. and it was like, oh yeah, this is this is what it used to be like. like uh-huh. You know, you see, you know, baseball back in the day, the all-star games, you know, Pete Rose running in and, and trucking over a catcher to score yeah. in the all-star game. Yeah, um, broke his uh, yeah, broke his clavicle, his shoulder and all that I stuff. Basketball is still still entertaining. Basketball basketball's entertaining the in the last in the last yeah, the fourth quarter where do they do the point system and then the, the winning charity gets whatever the money is. Mm-hmm. Like that's that's kind of where that's at. But Give me the skill, give me the skills competitions to replace the games because yeah. people are still going to show up and watch them. Yeah. So More name your all stars. Give them the check for being all stars, Pro Bowlers, whatever you call them in your league, and make the skills competition the actual event and not the game itself. That's, and I think I you agree. would get more of the top players to go. Yes. Well, like Don brought up, uh, where's Rock and Jock? Rolling those type games. Rock and Jock was so great. <laughs> Had a 21 the armchair quarterback when they was going back and forth on the couch. <laughs> no, but yeah, make make the make the all make the the skills competitions the actual game. Replace the game with the skills competitions. You still get your weekend off. You still have excitement. I mean, I tune in more for the home. I can't tell you the last time I watched a baseball all star game. I've watched the home run derby every time. year. Yeah. It's been a long time. For baseball, I think ever since they went to interleague play, you know, because it used to be great whenever the one league never played the other league. So you got to see the game between the two leagues. It was like, oh, wow, this guy's going up against this pitcher. This pitcher going up against this guy. Now it's just like, eh. (laughs) It was like I just saw them play like last week against each other. All right. Any other things uh, in sports? Yeah, I got a question. Uh, what does this do for Hugh Jackson going forward? Nothing. Nothing. Nothing other than the fact that you think players trust him. Yeah, absolutely. If it's true, I mean, well, he's in Grambling now, so you. What, you can't what, really... what he, if what he's saying is true, yes. the 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 benefit for Hugh Jackson that I see is that obviously his record is what. Three and thirty-five or something like that something. as a Browns head coach, right? Yeah. He went, he went over like. I think they said eleven and forty-five, something like that. If if it's shown that the organization purposely had him tank mm-hmm. and didn't give him a competitive team in order to get the number one pick, which they eventually got and then fired, then from a namesake standpoint it's going to be him oh see you see I, like the I record think. is not who i am as a coach mm-hmm. this is why it my record is the way that it was that's that, that to me is what he gets out of this 
but as a right. player as a player i as Could long you... as what he's as long as what he's saying is true i think if he was a coach of mine like i would still want to play for him I don't see it being a money grab at all for him or something. You know what I mean? Like, cause you would, I mean, if it's not true and you come out with all this and you're doing the, the interviews and everything else, like the egg on your face, like you never recover from that. So to me, there has to be some validity in what he's saying. Now, whether or not it can be proven is another thing. Just like that's the thing with Flores. We no, but what I'm saying is what I'm saying is as a person who tanked, would you, as a player, want to play for that coach? I don't think he, he was trying to tank. You just think he wasn't given the opportunity to. The, he wasn't. The, he wasn't given any opportunity to win from organization down to win. I don't think it was him taking money for tanking and not coaching and not developing players. Like I don't think that's the case. I think it was. I think it was literally the real life version of the movie Major League. Where we're giving you every uh, nobody from nobody from nobody, <laughs> but you have to go out there and win games on Sunday. And when you don't win, we're going to fire you because you didn't win games. Mm-hmm. That's the excuse. You, yeah, like. Mm-hmm. So I mean, now if it comes out to where they prove that hey, he did tank and he took the money and was okay with it and everything else, then that's a different situation. Where as a player, I'm like. Yeah, no, I, I can't. I can't ride with you. I can't mm-hmm. believe anything you tell me, because your credibility is gone. You tanked for money. The flip side of that coin is, if it's true, and what they're both alleging, we know to be true. It's just whether or not they can prove it in court. Mm-hmm. Then, okay, yeah, I'm gonna ride with you because you didn't get the the fair shake that everybody else has gotten as far as being able to get a team built up and, and everything else. All right. We'll cap sports off right there and let's jump into the world. renowned, world famous one. Gotta go. Clue. Last week's, <laughs> last week's poll results. What do we got? Last week's poll results. Scrabble. Gotta go. Oh, a lot of people hate the word games. Oh, because <laughs> we can't spell. Sorry. Yeah, you know what that is? That's that's a generation brought up on spell check. <laughs> we can't spell. Everybody pre spell check loves Scrabble, but once these words with friends still thing, add me. I want to play all y'all. <laughs> now it's Wordle. That's the game now. Yeah. All right, so Scrabble got to go. Thanks for everybody that played along. And this week, I think this week's one got to go is going to generate some buzz. So we got Girl Scout cookies, okay, this week. Um, The reason why I chose this topic is because I just bought about eight boxes of Girl Scout cookies, um, and I got to thinking that this would be a good one got to go. So these are traditional Girl Scout cookies. I'm not adding in the new s'mores and the new lemon zings, whatever they're called. No, we're going old school traditional Girl Scout cookies here. We got Thin Mints, Tagalongs, Samoas, and Do-Si-Dos. Donald, for you, which one of these got to go? <laughs> My favorite Girl Scout, Girl Scout cookie is not even on here. And I never even had any of these other four because I just got one kind all the time. <laughs> What'd you get? The plain? Uh, the shortbread. The shortbread <laughs> with, the, with the little Girl Scout logo on it? That's it. Is that <laughs> sunny something? That's it. Uh, 
I'm not sure worry about that. Uh, yeah, thanks for playing. Just shut his mic off. <laughs> Chris, what do you got? No, Samoa's the one that got uh, the, uh, the coconut, coconut on there, and I hate coconut, so there you go. Samoa's got to go. Chris? <laughs> Funny enough, I hate coconut too, but I do like Samoa's. Like the, out of the four of these, I buy the Samoa's and the Dosey Do's the most. Um, every now and then I'll buy some Thin Mints, but I never buy the Tagalongs, so Tagalongs can go. Jay? Um, I had to look up dosey dos just to see what they were real quick. Uh, <laughs> I hate coconut too myself, but the uh, what is it? The tagalongs, Samoas have the coconut. Those aren't going anywhere. Those might be one of my favorites. Uh, dosey dos got to go. What? The is, the one, is it peanut butter? Yeah, yeah. the peanut butter. Yeah, they they got to go. Mr. Reese? Really? Yeah, <laughs> I was about to say the same thing. Nice. Mr. Reese don't like the peanut butter. Don't the Tagalongs got peanut butter in them? Yeah, it's but like the peanut Tagalongs butter, caramel, had... and chocolate. Yeah, yeah, yeah chocolate, with the chocolate. Yeah. yeah, everything, everything else got chocolate in it. Sorry, the basic ass dosey dough got to go. Plain ass, there's bro. nothing. There's okay. nothing better than a glass of milk and a sleeve of dosey doughs. Okay. Um, a glass of milk I'll and a sleeve of Samoas. On that hill. Samoas got to go on this list. Those coconut are the best ones. Trash. The cookie itself is trash. You're, you're a coconut hater too, right? The coconut is disgusting. It's I terrible. agree. Ooh. You know, I, I, yeah, no, I'm not, I'm not a fan of those. Um, so yeah, Samoa's got to go off the list. So yeah. if you're playing along this week. Hit us up. Let us know what your favorite Girl Scout cookie is, and keep it to the traditionals listed. I didn't realize Donna was the Sarah playing. You said, "What's the favorite?" That's, that's not the game. <laughs> no. uh, sure the, favorite. Favorite the one got to go. Sorry, I'm sorry. Sorry. On. Which one got? Which one got to go? Donna got me all thrown off there with bringing up the freaking plain shortbreads. Um, <laughs> Sarah playing it's all. Yeah, it's Sarah playing it's all. Those are the best ones. Uh, they are. They're the best ones. Guys <laughs> <laughs> are basic as. Plain Jane's. And I threw off the basic cookie. <laughs> <laughs> Terrible. All right, final thoughts. It's <laughs> every time, man. It's in the Q one. That's where it gets off. <laughs> Go ahead, man. Plug the show so we can hear final thoughts. <laughs> thanks for tuning to episode 72, guys. And special uh, thanks to Kenny from the Call Up Podcast for joining us today for Bell to Bell. Kenny, we really yeah. appreciate that. Make sure you go over YouTube, Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, you know, uh, subscribe to him and follow his stuff. Uh, but make sure you fo- subscribe to our YouTube channel and hit the bell so you get notifications when we go live each week. Like and follow us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at Pod. And don't forget our audio-only edition of the show is available on demand on all your favorite podcast platforms. Support the show by telling a friend, and also go purchase some of our official merchandise at ProWrestlingTees.com slash DumbMarksPod. Donald, I know you got a few things to cover before we wrap things up today. Yeah, I just have one gaming topic. Uh, early in the week, Sony bought Bungie for uh, $3.6 billion. And to break down that $3.6 billion, uh, 2.4 of it. Is for the company and the assets itself, and the other 1.2 billion is for retention of the staff. Um, they really bought Bungie for so they could help them maintain their live game services. 
and all that stuff. So games like Avengers stuff that's always live. Avengers Bungie's really known for their um they were the first original company to make the Halo trilogy, and they are known for their Destiny game IP now. So that's what it's for. And they also said Bungie will be multi-platform for all their games. So they're just not going to make it exclusive to Sony to PlayStation. It's going to be for everybody. Right now. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, but then also too, Sony has $10 billion left. I just heard this last night. They have $10 billion left for more acquisitions. They said they also have other companies they uh, bought, but they didn't make them public yet. So they just have $10 billion left to do something. Oh, my God. Mm-hmm. Yeah, only ten billion. Yeah. yeah, and there's little rumors and all that stuff of like which companies it is and all that, but I don't speculate on rumors until I actually see the stuff, mm-hmm. so we don't get in trouble. Yeah. <laughs> Dumb Marks Inc. might be for sale if they're interested. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I'm a good Damn. gamer, so hey, throw some money this way. <laughs> to add on the gaming, this might not be as big as deal as uh, like the Madden cover, but Shohei made the cover of uh, the show. 2K22. That's a big big deal. Mm -hmm. Very big deal. Um, I had, I saw this list. I forgot to bring it up and drink it a week. Um, The 20 most popular beers in America. Bud. Bud. (laughs) Bud Light 1, Coors Light 2, Budweiser 3, Miller Light 4, Corona 5. Natty Light 6, Bush Light 7, Michelob Ultra 8, Bush 9, Heineken 10, Modelo Special 11, Keystone Light 12, Miller High Life 13, Natty Ice 14, Bud Light Platinum 15, Paps Blue Ribbon 16, Bud Light Lime 17, Bud Ice 18, Yingling 19, Bud Light Lime Strawberry Rita 20. So shout out to all the colleges across America. (laughs) Bud Light Natty Ice, Keystone, um, Paps. Paps. I heard the champagne uh, of beers in there, so I'm good. Really? The only good four, beer crap, on this. Crap, crap, crap. Yeah, that's, the, that's all I heard. The, I mean, you had Corona, Yingling, and Miller Lite. That's probably the that's three about that it. I'm drinking yeah. out of this list. Yeah. Uh, what was number one? Was it just it was, was Bud Light? Just Bud Light. Bud Light. Bud Light. Bud Light. Bud Light. Bud Light. Okay. And this, is, like, this is most most popular beers. So, is there a bud? Is there a regular bud? Yeah, that was yeah, three. Wiser. But Wiser is three. There's so also yeah, bud light, Miller. Also Miller Genuine Draft. There's a there's just cores. <laughs> yeah. Uh huh. Yeah. So bud light. Ooh, man, bud. Oh God, no taste. Um, <laughs> when you when you just want water. <laughs> <laughs> Go drink water. Beer, so, beer. Um, shout, shout out to Jennifer King. Um, she became the first woman, an African American woman, um, to coach the a position. Um, I guess you would call it a, being a positions coach. Uh, she was a running backs coach for the East West Shrine game. Um, and she's coached uh, in Washington and, and then now the Shrine So shout out to her for getting that opportunity. Um, we see women coaches. Um, we saw, you know, um, I forget the woman's name now. And this is really bad to me. Um, coaching the Super Bowl a couple of years ago for the 49ers. 
Um, oh yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. So I'm not about for your name too. We're, we're seeing we're seeing more women be be able to um, coach on a on a professional level. Um, did the didn't the Pirates have somebody? I'm not sure if they did or not. I didn't see who? any Pirates Pirates names about naming. Yeah, who? 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 Um, <laughs> what is that? League. Yeah, what is that thing? Yeah. Um, <clears throat> the AEW partnered up with the American Heart Association. Um, as a partnership for um, fighting heart disease and in that, so that's a good partnership there. Um, they wore co-branded T-shirts on Friday at Rampage, and those are for sale on AEWshop.com. So you can go pick those up um, if you're looking to to get behind the cause there. And let's see here, Steelers right now are at plus six thousand to make next year's Super Bowl. That is the eighth worth uh, eighth. Worst odds per Caesars uh, sportsbook. So if, if you want to uh, take a roll of the dice on the Steelers to make the Super Bowl, it's plus six thousand right now. That's pretty good, pretty good odds. Um, and as far as the NFL continuing to have egg on their face, they denied Hamilton County's petition to broadcast the Super Bowl at Paul Brown Stadium for Bengals fans. So you know how to when this when the penguins are are in the Stanley Cup they have the watch along parties outside on the on the screens. Mm-hmm. Um, the NFL said uh, no no no, you guys are not going to be allowed to do that. Even though you know it was you know you never you never want to play off. You know this is the first year you want to play off game since text messages were invented. But uh, you you got to be in a bar or a house to watch the Super Bowl. We're not going to let you have a, a watch party. Because they want those ratings. <laughs> they want them ratings. Yeah. Um, so there was that. And um, AEW for Black History Month, they're coming out with uh, an album um, called Who We Are. It's a collaboration of, of 35 producers and artists, 15 different recording studios, and features 20 AEW stars. So um, if you see that out, want to pick that up. Um, be more than Tony took a jump, boy. He took a jump. That's all I had in final thoughts. Anybody got anything else? Uh, just one quick thing. Uh, for those of you that you know, are Impact Wrestling fans and trying to look for, for their content, they signed a deal yesterday with YouTube TV. So, oh, the, fight, so the Fight Network's going to be going on, but... It's gonna be part of the sports package, and you gotta pay ten dollars extra for that. <laughs> of course, <laughs> I got that. So. There you go. Then. Yeah, you ain't gonna watch. Everybody watch Impact. You ain't watching. That's all I got. All right. Anybody got anything else here? Sounds of blackness, man. The soundtrack to. Never mind. Go ahead. The soundtrack to what? Final thoughts. <laughs> uh, for, that terrible way to to end the show here. Um, <laughs> oh wow! All right. Um, so it is Black History Month. Um, <laughs> And I'll choke myself. <laughs> <laughs> I expected that from Donald. I expected it from you. No, <laughs> Donald's been trying no to keep himself for the past three minutes. 
the, the quote the quote of the week um this week comes from Maya Angelou. Um it says, I've learned that people will forget what you said, people forget what you did, but people will never forget how you made them feel. So let's do a little better with each other. Try to try to leave a, a lasting impression by doing something nice for somebody today. Um and overall kindness will probably win the day out. So with that being said, I'm Mark, you're Mark, Jay's ridiculous. And until next time, y'all can catch us around the way.